action fanatics welcome to another edition of the bulletproof podcast i'm your host chris the brain joining me once again it is chad cruz back in the co-host chair chad welcome back thank you very much you know it does pay me a little bit to hear you say joining me and not as always Uh, because as you know if you've listened to this podcast for the last several months i've i've missed a few episodes Mm -hmm. and i i hate to say it but as bad as it sounds to hear that, hear you say that, it's also bad to hear that these podcasts without me are 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 pretty good. They're not too bad, but of course we always want you here, Chad. Uh, oh, and, uh It's always great to have you, and you know it makes it more special now. You're kind of like our, our Roman Reigns. You come in uh, for the big shows. Okay, uh, I'll take you're, that. You're not always here every, week after week, um, so we'll we'll go with that. Uh, another man back on the show. We haven't had him on in a bit. The Toy Man, Christy Petrillo. Welcome back, Toy Man. Thank you very much for having me. Glad to join you, gentlemen, as always. And, you know, we have been in, in the midst of Ninja Week on BulletproofAction.com, but I want to talk about something that's going to happen next. This is going to drop on the uh, 16th. At least that's the plan. This show's dropping on the 16th, one week from today. If you are in the Cincinnati area, Williamsburg, Ohio, to be specific, it's Battle in Berg 3. We've been talking about this for the past couple of shows, Chad. Yep. Uh, you can get tickets at thebattleinberg.com. Aaron Williams, our old friend, teaming up with another friend of ours, Mr. Paul London, who was on our Over the yes. Top episode. One of the most listened to episodes of the year, by the way. Uh, fantastic maybe in the history of the show as well um they are teaming up to take on wtf ron mathis and bruce gray and we talked about the possibility and it has now happened ec3 is the new nwa world champion and he is defending that title in williamsburg against lord crew so we're gonna have an nwa world title match i'm going to be calling an nwa world title match I did not have that on my bingo card, as they say. Oh, man. I bet, I, I'm i assuming you've been doing some serious research and studying so you can drop so many great NWA just historical references. I, I expect that out of you. I'm going to do my best. I am going to do my best. Uh, so, yeah, that's all taking place next Saturday, September 23rd in Williamsburg, Ohio. You can go get tickets at thebattleinberg.com. I will link that again on our site bulletproofaction.com and as i just mentioned we've been having ninja content all week we love ninjas here at 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 bulletproof action uh and on the bulletproof podcast and we're going to be talking about a movie that was ranked number one on our ultimate ninja countdown back in 2021 and this was one of those podcasts where if we did not have Toy Man on it, he would probably disown us because yeah. this is one of his that is true favorite films, and I don't blame him. We're talking about the canon classic Revenge of the Ninja, Shokasugi. Ah, oh, you are the he's the closest thing to a real ninja any of us have seen and lived to tell about it. True or false? Yeah, absolutely true. Undoubtedly true. Right, because if you saw a real ninja, you're not able to speak. You're dead. Yeah, we get it. We get it. Okay. Unless it was one of Godfrey Ho's ninjas. Uh, yeah, you you enjoy those movies, don't you? 
Well, we we did discuss one of them earlier today, so I can't say that I'm giving uh, the one that I watched earlier a ringing endorsement. But you can find out more about that. Actually, by the time this airs, most people will have found out more yeah, about that. They would have found out. Uh, so yeah, again, we're talking Revenge of the Ninja, 40 year anniversary this year. It actually had its New York City premiere on September 7th, but as this drops on 916, that is when it hit nationwide back in 1983. Uh, and Chad, what a director for this one. One of our favorites, Mr. Sam Furstenberg. I mean, maybe the preeminent uh, ninja director alive. And yeah. uh, I know you've read his his, his books and uh, we've done an interview with Mr. Furstenberg and uh, we've talked just uh, just an insane amount, uh, written a lot of words about his movies and films and and there's obvious love there from us and, and it, all you have to do is, is think about uh, what he's done for the action genre. And, and you know that we love guys like him, guys who, who really spent their career just kind of making films that speak to us, you know, the three of us, like we kind of live and breathe that shit. And, and uh, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of those things where it was only a matter of time, I think until we, we talked about revenge of the ninja, because it's got such a, a special place in all of our hearts. And this was actually Furstenberg's first action movie. Uh, so he came out swinging uh, his rookie rookie um, action movie. Uh, and he did a fantastic job. And there we go. Chad Cruz is getting himself ready uh, to talk about this. Because let's start. The, the movie starts off hot, Chris. Uh, we get this evil ninja clan attacking these basically just seem like innocent people. We find out they are relatives of our hero cho or show do they call him show or cho cho i think it's cho just, in the but movie but i mean the, yeah. the pronunciation is a little off in a couple of areas yeah, it's like they just call him show and but they yeah well anyway he attacks the family i mean you're moments into this thing and there's a kid with a shuriken in his head <laughs> yeah I you're mean, off to a rock and start right. i mean not only are you getting a ninja assault on a compound you know on a house <laughs> Uh, out there somewhere in Japan, but they are taking no prisoners. Even the kids are getting it. Yeah. Right in the, so yeah, it's like at that point you either know, okay, this movie is definitely for me or you would have turned it off at this point. If you even like, why are you watching a ninja movie if you're offended by this? But for the most part, if you watched it, you're like, fuck yeah, basically. <laughs> you you kind of instantly know how hard we're going to go. Yeah. You know, cause they don't, there's so many family members there, right? These these uh, these evil ninja clan members attack this this uh, innocent seeming family that are just kind of wandering around, chilling, enjoying, enjoying the their weather. beautiful garden and out yeah. the outdoors. Yeah, and they don't. Ha there's so many people there. You don't have to kill a kid, but the right. fact that they do, it just kind of like raises it up a few notches. Yeah, and there's actually an infant child as well, but the mother hides them in the in the trees in the bushes. Yeah. And uh, but then when she comes back from that, she gets an arrow right to her chest. So she's done. Uh, it, it's it's brutal. Uh, and if you know, remembering the electric boogaloo documentary, I don't think, Chris, this was originally the, the beginning of the movie. But when they put what they had together, Menachem Golan, being the genius that he is, just kind of spit this out, just like envision this attack on a family. And we went from there. So good. Good on them. Uh, we see Sho Kasugi and his buddy Brayden come in. 
Um, they were obviously somewhere else on this sprawling estate when these ninja attacks and Braden's really trying to sell a show on the idea of moving to LA and running a Japanese art gallery, because that's the real trendy thing on the West coast and they yeah. can make some money. Uh, but, but I mean, what an opportunistic, you know, piece of crap. Like you just watched your friend's family get no, slaughtered. Well, they don't know and that had yet. to help them. Yeah. They, he has a, well, they're just talking. And then all of a sudden Joe looks and he's like, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa. Slow your roll. If you will take a look, there's dead people all around, bud. And Braden pulls out his gun. Joe goes and sees his son. We find out that's his son who had the shuriken in his head. He's pulling the shuriken out and here comes the ninjas again. And now Cho's fighting them. Uh, Braden's shooting some of them. I think the arrow catching, though, is the highlight here, Chad. It sure is. And you know what? I'm so thankful that they kind of went back and used that again later in American Ninja. Because that's one of my favorite scenes in American right. Ninja. And, uh, you know, it probably would have never happened if it hadn't turned out so badass in this. Right. And it's so cool because, you know, most ninja movies you see... You know, you see a ninja use a sword. You see a ninja maybe climb a wall with his little fucking hand spiky gimmick. Mm -hmm. But in this movie, in literally the first scenes of the film, we get to see ninjas kill people with pretty much all their weapons. Uh, And then, you know, Braden shows up and he's got a pistol. So he starts shooting bastards. Which I think helps, too, because at this point you just think, okay, this is his, you know, show's friend from, from the States. You know, yeah, he just, he's, he's American. Gonna, of course, he's got a gun. He's got a gun, right? That's where <laughs> I was going. He's a, he's a freaking gun nut, just like all Americans are. Uh, so we get that. We do get a, a bit of a sword fight to wrap things up. And then when that's done, Cho realizes his infant son is nearby. And also his mother has survived. I don't know where she was during all of this, but we do know she does have ninja skills. So maybe she did the little smoke bomb gimmick and disappeared. Um, and this is now Braden's like, now he's really yeah, doing the hard sell. Like, look, you can't be living here and dealing with this kind of crap forever. Come on to L.A., like I said, and your family will be safe. Bring your mom. Bring your, your son. And Cho, Cho's mom is an instantly like, I don't like this man. And obviously, oh, intuition has already said he doesn't like him either. This would be like, you know, when you go to the grocery store and there's like an AT&T guy there. Oh. And they're trying to like, hey, what, uh, who's your provider? Yeah. This would be like, you're like, eh, you know, blowing them off. And all of a sudden your phone in your pocket explodes. <laughs> and they're like, well, Excellent. Excellent. it seems you need a new one. Excellent real world example there, Chad. You know what I, I do when those people stop me? Do you punch them in the face? Cause no, they say, like hey, you have a minute to talk. And as they say that, I look down at their shirt and see what it says. And then whatever they ask me, that's who I have. Nice. Yes. Yours. Chad Cruz is really giving you some life hacks, everyone. Yep. Uh, I hope you're taking notes or just remembering this. So now the movie skips ahead six years, and the once infant is now obviously probably six years old, six or seven, I would think, because um, it was a very small child. It's Kane, uh, and it is played by Kane Kasugi. This is his acting debut and he's walking home from school with grandma uh and a group of bullies start messing with kane and we get to see kane kasugi's very first fight scene in history as well and he handles himself pretty well chad 
He does. Yeah. Remarkably well for a six year old. Um, it's uh, it, it's an interesting, interesting scene when you think about these bullies attacking a six year old boy. Um, and then the grandmother trying to run him over like, with a bicycle. Yeah. He's like a jousting <laughs> moment with a bicycle and the mom's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like cheering him on as he's beating the shit out of these kids. Uh, but yeah, it's also like, it's almost like there's, there's, there's moments in this film where, uh, guy where, where kids get shurikens in their, in their forehead and yeah. get killed. Yeah. And then there's moments where you're like kind of laughing at a children's fight. Yeah. Uh, or like someone, you know, a kid running between someone's legs or something. So th- it's kind of like a, a weird, uh, a spread of action in this, but the scene, it, <laughs> I, it was unexpected. I remember the first time I saw it as a kid, I probably loved it because I was also pretty young, but right uh, now when I watch it, I'm like, does this really fit? Eh. Yeah. It's uh yeah, it, it certainly does not, you know, they got the worst. It's like the preliminary uh, match on the show because after that we get some really awesome fight scenes. Yeah. The first fight is where people are being murdered by ninjas. The second fight well, that's is true. a 6-year-old, a that six-year-old is true. fighting 10-year-olds. That is true. That's so it's true. just a bit off. Um so and Brain, the, you didn't take your opportunity to do the it's got to be Kane. It's <laughs> you could have easily gotta, slipped that it's one. It's got to be right there. I, yeah, Vince. Vince, spoiling the Kane surprise. Um, so Show does show up, and he is pissed that Kane is fighting. But Grandma's like, "Hey, you know we're we're a ninja family. Yeah, you need to you do. need to at least teach him how to be a ninja." And Show's like, "You know what? You're right, but we're only going to do it as practice and to honor our tradition. I don't want him going out there ninja killing people, which you know makes sense as well." Yeah. Uh, so when they get back, he's showing Kane as the sword and it's sealed forever. And that's like a Terry Funk forever, uh, <laughs> as you can figure. Um, but we'll get to that. And now I need to turn to Chad Cruz for this because we're introduced to Kathy. Yes. And she doesn't have any, any pants on. No, no, she doesn't. Much like Chad right now. <laughs> Much like me right now. And her and I are equal levels of tan. Oh, um, yeah. No, I'm pasty white you're pasty white but uh yeah she she introduces she's introduced in the film with no pants on and, he, and even uh cho is like you got no pants on like are you here for training because you have no pants on and yeah. then clearly she wants to train but she also wants to get banged yeah uh so they do a little bit of training and then she's mm-hmm. just kind of like mounting him yeah flaunting her sexuality her yeah yeah he for feminine wiles he's not totally into it you can tell that but you, i think there's also you know this thought in his mind that she's got a great set of tits and <laughs> yeah she may have felt, like to see him she may have felt only his a other ninja sword. can bang a ninja oh there you go she may have felt his other sword being yeah, as close the as they sword. were yeah mm-hmm. uh <laughs> so, so now after that the interlude uh we see that she's not just a a student she's working with him at this gallery and they're unpacking these these beautiful dolls that have arrived for no Uh, money by the way yeah (laughs) and brayden shows up he's just got some random woman on his arm he's like hey check out my new gallery that's going to be opening and she's checking she goes to the ninja doll and actually 
touches the sword and cuts her finger. So these dolls are about as authentic as can be. Is this the type of authenticity we can expect at Figures Toy Company? Do, uh, I mean, right now we have plastic swords, swords but if, swords... if I were if I were able to do some actual ninja figures, who knows? Maybe we could do actual metal swords. That would be wild. That would be so irresponsible. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, she gets cut with the uh, ninja doll sword, um, and Brayden, you know, mentions, "Hey, money's easy to find, but good men like you, not so much." So again, Brayden, at this point, we don't really other than grandma being like oh, i don't like this guy yeah there's you know he's kind of a show off he's but he's you know he's in a big mouth loud mouth american with a gun and showing off his gallery yeah i, I don't see any problem with that no um so after that like we get later on kane is in there deciding he wants to check out this gallery too um and he accidentally knocks one of the dolls off its pedestal the doll breaks when it hits the ground, and there's like white powder all over the floor. Of course, Kane is—he doesn't understand what's going on. He's just like, "Oh shit, I broke something." Kathy's there; she chews him out, and never—you—you you have to promise me never to touch these dolls again. I won't tell your dad this happened, but you—you can't—you can't touch those. And now is when things take a turn, Chris, because we find out. There's there's some rotten things going on. Uh yeah, meaning Kathy reporting to Braden that she's the mole in the organization. She's uh, his undercover lover, keeping an eye on the gallery, which is being used for his drug smuggling operation. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah. So now grandma definitely was right about this man. Um and we find out Braden's cut this big deal with a mob boss, Cafano. Uh, who we meet as he's getting a rub down from his brother Joe, played by John Lamada. Did you recognize Mr. Lamada, Chad Cruz? Uh, no. Sergeant Ronaldo in American Ninja. Oh, yeah. yeah. How about that? Mr. Ockmonic from <laughs> Elf. Mr. Ockmonic from Elf. I definitely Elf. didn't recognize him from that. <laughs> he's also a cop in uh, Ninja 3. He was an actual friend of uh, Sam oh. Furstenberg. How about that? So he was Sam, also a friend of Don the Dragon Wilson in Blood Fist Four: Die Trying, yeah. <laughs> which we More just Don the Dragon Wilson. We just covered. We had a weekend <laughs> full of the dragon. We had uh, yeah, we had uh, the Dragon Weekend right before Ninja Week. It's it's you, been a martial arts yeah. mania over you, at Bulletproof Action. You asked me that question, and I was like, in my mind, I was still thinking about uh, uh, Kathy's tanned body, but I'm but sure also. You were. <laughs> But also, I was going to say that you can also uh, guarantee that none of the figures at figurestoycompany.com are full of heroin. No. No, they are not. None of them. I just wanted to put that out there. Although, I'm sure Chris and his company would not mind if you bought tons of them to test that yeah, theory Collecting out is yourself. addicting. Get addicted to the collection. Get addicted. And then to run toys. out of space like me and Brain have. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You got to do a whole overhaul to keep all your all the stuff you have to have you have to actually have children to like you're like i have to have a kid so i can you know justify all this toy buying i i i haven't gone down that path i just just well my kid is now doing all of his comic book buying which i already do so now it's like do i do more comic book buying or i just kind of stay the course yeah just let him buy the comics and then you could buy the figures double up dude double up 
Um, so yeah, Brayden's there. Hey, the heroine's here. I'm going to need the rest of that money now. So we find out Cafano paid like a down payment, a hundred thousand dollars. Um, and he's like, Oh, that's great. I'll have it to you in a couple days. Oh, that's not good enough though. So these two are going back and forth, basically a pissing contest. Um, you know, Cafano's like, I'll, I could just deal with these people myself then. Why am I like, why am I dealing with you? Middleman, middleman Braden. And that's when Braden gets pissed and he's like, you oh, go yeah. behind my back. You better not. Don't mess with these Japanese because you don't even know me yet. And obviously nobody really knows him yet because, you know, we just thought he was Cho's friend. But we're, we're quickly finding out he's not because we now see him. He is a freaking ninja. He didn't need to use that gun, Chad Cruz. No, he didn't. He could have ninjaed the other ninjas. He could have, for sure. Um, and he's very, he's got the cool silver mask. Didn't, wasn't it Naito? Was he, did he yeah. have a mask like that? Yeah, he did. Uh, I think he still uses it every once in a while. It's very, it's a good look. Now that uh, Braden has made that threat, do we think about the fact that now that we know that he's threatened him, and now that we see that he's the silver mask ninja here, why did he say, don't fuck with the Japanese? Because... There's no Japanese ninja coming after him. It's Brayden. Well, maybe he's just trying to keep up appearances. I, like, yeah. Like he's, you know, just a, he doesn't want to reveal all his cards yet. So like, Hey, I've got these powerful friends. You don't want to mess with them, but really he's just him. Yeah. that That's kind of what I got from it. Um, but at the same time, he did have to get that heroin from somebody. So there is somebody on the other side of the world sending him this stuff so uh, maybe I, I don't know that's a good good point you know I actually hadn't watched this movie in a long time I find that hard to believe I was like who are the evil ninjas at the beginning like, <laughs> I think they're just yeah I think they're, they're just Braden's fucking boys ninjas, I think they're right? the people who taught Braden is what I took you think so yeah like that oh was let's see I never even put that, that one was, together. That See, that's group. a good point. That's a good he observation. Like, okay, guys, his and they're probably the ones right. who have control of the, the the drugs over there too. It's all interconnected. I bet. I wish we'd uh, like heard that. I know at one point later in the film, you know, spoiler alert, uh, Cho Cho says, you know, he studied and he was in Japan for twenty years and he studied yeah. whatever. Yeah. So I don't know if that's yeah. who those guys were, yeah. but he took a. Business management know. classes at the Ninja Academy. Yeah, Ninja Academy. So he could uh, open up galleries. Got an associate's degree there. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So we see Braden packing his ninja bag. Hey, do you uh, know what, Brain? What's that? <laughs> you know the worst thing about taking classes at Ninja Academy. What's What's that, sir? All the classes are at night. Okay. That's like a really bad joke. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Huh. Huh. I'm sorry. Is this thing on? <laughs> sorry. Are we still recording? <laughs> Wouldn't they have the classes during the day so the ninjas could go out at night and do what their no. ninja no, stuff they have to do? They're, they're taking classes at night because they're training to be ninjas. Okay. Well, okay. It's mostly oh, in, it's mostly field work. It's you know it's there's yeah. not a lot of classroom stuff. Okay. Well, you, know, you can't teach someone how to throw a goddamn grappling hook in a classroom. No, you really can't. You have to do it on a 16th century Japanese castle. Uh, all right. That makes sense, I guess, whatever you're saying. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, the ninja bag is packed, and he's going to find our, 
Joe and his family at the park having a nice lunch. But boy, those beers go right through you, Chad Cruz, don't they? They sure do. <laughs> so Joe and 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 Braden has the wherewithal to know this. So he just like, ah, oh, this guy's gonna have to piss sooner or later. I'm just gonna hang out here in this men's room at the park. That's oh, yeah. not suspicious at all. Uh so he's in there, and then yeah, Joe does have to take a piss, and when he gets in there, it's the last piss he's ever gonna take, uh, because he is the first victim of the one and only silver mask ninja. Uh, this obviously gets his brother's attention. Um, and on his way into his high rise building, that's also his house and like an office building. It's a strange setup. Uh, he's, he's got his like street informant. who looks like somebody you might encounter in your work, Chad. Yes. He's got an eye patch and he looks slovenly. Uh, and you know, hey, have you heard anything? About and Kaifano does not want to be touched by him. Yeah, yeah, he keeps touching Kaifano, yeah. and he's like, Ugh. gives him the heebie-jeebies. Um, hey, have you heard anything about the Japanese looking to muscle in here on my turf? Oh, and he just says some crap, and you know, really doesn't isn't much help. But they, you know, well, keep keep your ear to the to the street and let me know if you hear anything. They walk go to walk into the building. A shuriken comes flying from high above, obviously somewhere. And again, this man had an eye patch, but the Braden chose to, to hit hit him in his good eye. Oh, now that's a good heel. Yeah, what a dick move. And so he's he goes face down in the in the fountain outside the building, and then Kafano goes back, and they they turn him over, and he's like, "What the shit is this?" He doesn't know what a shuriken is. Right. Right. These guys actually live in the 80s. Right. You know, like, they probably weren't uh, watching Enter the yeah. Ninja. <laughs> my, no, my bosses weren't. Well, yeah, they're, they're, no, they're not watching Enter the Ninja. Um, Although it did have Franco Nero in it, so maybe they would have. They might have, yeah. He you was know, Italian, right? They, 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 they knew of his work from other films. Um, so now Braden's next target is Kafano's pretty boy nephew, um, and he gets him while he's in a hot tub with his lady friend, and they Hell both yeah. they both get a blow dart. That's how I want to go, guys. Blow dart. I like how you said they both get a blow dart, as if that was one of the sexual positions they were trying. Well, a blow dart. There's she would have, she would add to have some amazing lung power if she had to go under the water, and well, never mind. Well, know, she did man. go under the water, but she didn't make it back up. No, she did not. No. Um, so, you know, this gave us a little opportunity for some uh, gratuitous, gratuitous nudity. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you have an R-rated film because you're throwing shurikens in kids' eyes two minutes in. So you may as well take full advantage of the R rating. I feel like when, you, when, you, when you're doing a film like this, you make an outline, right? You, mm-hmm. you can okay. All right, so uh, we're going to split this movie up into like eight sections. Uh, we're going to put a fight scene at the end of each section. Uh, we're going to, we need to put a titty here somewhere in here, maybe a titty here. Yeah. And then we're going to, we'll kill a kid here, maybe. What do you want to, you want to, your shuriken? Shuriken? Yeah, okay, we'll use that. And then we'll, we'll kill, a, we'll attempt to murder another kid here. <laughs> you just kind of fit it in, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you need it's it's sensational. You need to make sure you have highs, high, 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 high. Very few lows in this movie. Just keeps going. I thought that was a Japanese. Hi. 
Well, it could have been. Um, yeah. Cops show up. Obviously, this this happens when people are murdered. Um, the cops are there. Cafano shows up. Lieutenant Dime is the man in charge of this investigation. Ask Cafano, hey, do you know who's trying to do this to your, your family? And, of course, Cafano's, I'm not saying nothing. He's not going to cooperate with the police. He's going to handle this business himself. Or so but he, he thinks. Th- but doesn't he also say, like, you know as much as I know? Right. Yeah, so you're like, oh, shit. He doesn't know who's killing these people. Right. But you got to believe Dime wouldn't believe him anyway. No matter what, he's probably not right. going to believe him. Because yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a mobster. Right. Um, we now meet a, another great character in this uh, this film, Dave Hatcher uh, of the LAPD, who's teaching some of the cops some karate skills and he was played by none other than mr keith vitale uh who is in so many great seasonal films that we've talked about many many times on the, right. the bulletproof action um and lieutenant dime shows up since you know they're they're kind of getting the feeling that these are martial arts related deaths because you've got the shuriken you got the blow darts uh you're the only guy we know that knows anything about martial <laughs> arts apparently so I don't know any of the Japanese guys. What can you tell us, Mr. Vitale or Mr. Hatcher? Um, and they show the x-rays of a broken femur and like how that could even happen. I mean, that's the biggest bone. Um, could, could a martial arts, a martial artist do such a thing? Well, I don't th- think so. Or they'd have to be very specially trained. Let's ask my Japanese friend. <laughs> and then we cut to, a great scene here, Chris, because we get to see Vitaly and Kasugi in action. Yeah, hey, uh, a, a babyface match. Some uh, some good old practice as uh, Dave tries to convince Joe to just come down, give him a hand, and kind of consult on the case. And then indeed, they go there. He tells them about the Star Shuriken, um, and uh, but then also mentions he really has no time. I'm about to open a new gallery. <laughs> He's he reminded me of Mr. Majestic at this point because Mr. Majestic was all about getting that watermelon crop in, and he didn't care what all the other shit that was going on around. He's like, I got to get my watermelons in. Show just wants to get that damn gallery open. Um, that's the whole purpose he moved is to do this gallery. And you you know what I love, Brain, about Cho in this What's film. That? I love the fact that uh, not only is he an expert in the physical skills that it takes to be a ninja, mm-hmm. um, but he also like he gives a lot of things that aren't just fighting, right? So that they're still showing him the uh, the ninja star, and he talks about the length of the star and how it's designed specifically so it can enter the brain. Mm. And that it's it's made like there's it's an expert expertly made shuriken, so he could kill somebody with it. It's not like this isn't some shit you buy in a flea market. And uh, when they're asking uh, Keith Vitale about when they're showing him the X-rays, they're like, you know, here, you know, it also kind of makes martial artists like it puts them up on a bit of a pedestal, right? We already have ninjas on a pedestal. There, it's already this mystical art, it's magic shit, and they're throwing smoke bombs and whatnot. But now martial arts itself is like, hey, look at this. Could someone do this with your guys' abilities? And he's like, oh, yeah, that could be done. I don't know anybody who could, but I know a guy who may know. So it's like it's got like this really magical, mystical quality to it. And it's like 
almost like a superpower, which yeah. is pretty awesome. And uh, nowadays know, they would just look it up on the internet. Exactly. Just Google search it. Exactly. Um, and on their watch. I'm glad you mentioned that uh, about the weapons and how he knew about how it was, because from what I understand, show made a lot of the weapons, if not all the weapons used in his movies, you know, a lot of the swords and the, the shuriken. So yeah, he knows again, he's a freaking real ninja. I think right. And you know, the, it's, it's always the subtleties, right? When he, when he's telling his son about his sword and how it's sealed forever and he's, he's showing the seal. Right. And then later in the film, when he finally, Okay, spoiler alert. Finally, un- he finally <laughs> breaks the seal. Like, it's a big deal, right? He's yeah. like, snap. Like, he has to it do is. it. It's like, it is. it's not just a, oops, I accidentally broke the seal. <laughs> right. Um, like, he has to physically, like, rip it apart, which is great. And we get to see his awesome reflexes when he catches the cup of coffee yeah. as it's falling um, before it makes a mess. So, he, he's the real deal. Um, we then cut to Braden's place where he's really coming on strong. <laughs> To poor Kathy. I mean, he's basically forcing himself on her. Uh, fortunately for her, the, the, the little session there is interrupted because Caifano calls. Um, Braden says, you know, he wants the cash in advance now. And then once he gets that, they can meet up at the gallery to pick up the merchandise. Kathy went to the other room, picked up the other phone, eavesdropping the whole time. Um, so she's obviously uh, torn between working with Braden and knowing that what he's doing is wrong. And it seems like perhaps Chris, she's actually developed genuine feelings for show and, and his family. Yeah. She's ready to take her pants off again. (laughs) And uh, she's trying to determine the best course of action for that. But uh, she's uh, caught in the act because this will lead to something later, but uh, Braden's henchman played by uh, professor Toru Tanaka uh, catches wind of her eavesdropping and seems to like what he sees of uh, Miss Kathy in a bathroom. Yeah, he's he's there. And yeah, we get Caifano after this call with Braden. He's pissed off. I love that he has a Native American henchman named Chief. <laughs> it's so awesome. It's so outlandish. It's like, why is this <laughs> And happening? he orders him to scalp anyone who gets in his exactly. way. Fucking great. And then later he has like <laughs> fucking tomahawks. It's so good. It's... It doesn't fit in the movie. No, but, but it, it does. also does. <laughs> it works so well. Plus, See, we need to make a uh, we need to make a Shokasugi figure at Figures Toy Company just so I can have it fight my spirit classified figure from GI Joe. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or or Apache Chief from the Super. Yes, right. From Super Friends. That's I right. was watching this uh, a couple couple nights ago, Brain, and there was uh, like two parts where I like, turned it down so no one would walk in. <laughs> And see how ridiculous it was. One yeah. was the eventual fight scene with Chief, and the other was the later on when Kane is is fighting <laughs> Kathy. And I was like, "Man, I don't want to have to explain this to anybody because it's so ridiculous." Now, wait. Given the catalog of things that we have all watched, whether it be for review fodder for the site yeah. or just in general this was one of the movies you've decided to hide from people well normally i only hide hardcore pornography from people but <laughs> even now i mean even then it's like mm. am i hiding that or am i hiding myself right hiding your own shame hiding my own shame and boner um <laughs> <sighs> jack cruz is back um so yeah chief and his he rounded up some goons and they go to the park behind the alley. 
They're in the alley behind the gallery, and they're loading up the van with the stolen dolls, which obviously contain the heroin. Um, and this one shows shows up, and now you know all hell's gonna break loose. And including Chief was like up in an upper window, and he does this huge jump, and he's got <laughs> this little like wooden crate, and just freaking smashes it over Joe's head. But man, that show, he's tough because he recovers very quickly as the guys are driving away now with all the stolen merchandise. Joe chases him on foot. He jumps over a fence and lands on top of the van. It's a thing of beauty. Um, eventually smashes through the windshield. Now he's fighting in the van, uh, which obviously this is causing the driving to be quite erratic they're hitting cars they're hitting a fire hydrant they're they hit running through uh bus stops <laughs> right running through bus stops at three o'clock no it's in the middle of the day uh so at one point everyone just gets thrown from the vehicle yeah so now they're just fighting on the streets so they just pick right up where they left off uh it's it's one of the more memorable scenes from this movie filled with memorable scenes um <laughs> One of the goons does get back in the van. There's a gun in the glove compartment. So he starts shooting, which gives him time to drive away. But Cho is not giving. Those are his. He's got to open this freaking gallery. Those are my fucking dolls, man. So he he, he goes after the the, the van again. Uh, he's hanging on to the back door that pops off the top hinge. Pops off. So it's dragging now. Uh, his his pants are all torn up. He's beat to shit, and eventually <laughs> he just can't hold on any longer. And there goes the van, and the dolls get away. There are two things that I love about this scene. One is just the mean face that they zoom in on when Show opens the back door and sees them stealing the shit, and he's just like, "You motherfuckers <laughs> are about to pay." And then after he's hit by the flying Native American with the crate in his hand. Um, when they push the barrels onto him, you can see that he's already been laying on the first layer of barrels for the scene. So it looks like he's just taking a nap mid fight to get the rest of them pushed on him. It's just a nice little blooper, uh, in an otherwise great scene. I, I wish so much that chief had made some sort of like, like a Tatanka a, war cry, a, a war cry as he jumped yeah. off that second story window. Yeah. But you know what I can imagine, uh, Sam Furstenberg showing this clip to uh, to the you know the studio or whatever, and yeah. being like, "So what do you think?" And they're like, "Are you fucking high?" Like, <laughs> I don't think so. I think Menachem loved it. He's going nuts. I mean, you know, this was this was forty years ago, and Sam Furstenberg did what every commercial and show and everything does now, where he had like one of everybody in a role. Like we've yeah. got the Japanese guy, the white guy, the Italian guy, the Native American guy, the black cop, the white cop. Like he covered all his bases. There was a lot of diversification in Revenge of the Ninja. There was. There was. Good point. Um, so now Kathy, once again, getting herself in some trouble. She's she's on the phone trying to call show to warn him. But of course, it's a little late for that. That's when Tora Tanaka stops her. Um Another one. Yep. We we must have been going for a while. Uh, Brayden, in his ninja garb, has now made it over to the gallery. So he's like, all right, I got to go get these dolls because I, I bet that Cafano is going to try to screw me. Problem is, Cafano already screwed him. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
but the grandma is there and she hears something because she has ninja skills and she catches Braden trying to get away. Um, she uses her ninja grandma powers to try to stop him. But ninja grandma quickly becomes dead ninja grandma. <laughs> yeah, she does. But she did. I mean, while she was still living ninja grandma, she was pretty impressive. Yeah, it's that's definitely one of those, especially if it's the first time you see it. You're like, what? The hell? what? <laughs> yeah. The, the handspring and backflip is great. Yeah. She was good. Then she throws the little ninja smoke gimmick down and she mm-hmm. disappears. Uh oh, that's great. Man, I love ninja movies. And she yeah, she's behind the wall, but he knew and he, he got her right through the wall. Yeah, the wall that you can see through. The yeah. paper wall. Yeah. He saw her silhouette of her titty or something. Oh jeez. Don't get me wrong. This this scene sets up an amazing <laughs> second half of this film. But if Braden is the one bringing the dolls in, why couldn't he just go to the gallery as Braden and be like, "Oh, that, there was I a did wonder." Yeah, like he for... didn't have to be all sneaky. Yeah, I thought that too after watching again. This this has been the year of I rewatch these movies and I'm picking out things that I've never yeah. worried about before in my life. It's thanks, a problem. Thanks, podcast, for making yeah. me be critical of everything. Yeah, it, you know what. I think it makes you feel even better when you watch a movie and you're like, yep, it's even better than I remember. Right. So that, that makes me feel good sometimes when I, we watch, yeah. rewatch something. I'm like, God damn, this movie was so good. Mm-hmm. And this was, I mean, that was like the one yeah. little thing that I was like, eh, well, yeah, why didn't he just say, this is my gallery. I'm going to, yeah. I think he just like playing dress up um, or maybe yeah, Arthur yeah. Roberts wasn't available that day. Uh, so they just used uh, the silver mask. You got the suit. Why not wear it? Right. Yeah. Um. So after dead grandma, Braden takes his mask off for this. is <coughs> oh, oh, tight. Bless you. Uh, th- there's Ninja a mute, sneeze. There's a mute button. Uh, Braden uses the stairs. Oh, wait. Braden unmasks. And he looks up, and the same little like skylight gimmick that he used to sh- come down. And there's Kane, who looks. He's he's dead grandma. He's, he's ninja unmasking. It's Brayden. He's like, oh shit! Now I got to kill freaking Kane because he's seen me. Um, he goes climbs up his rope ladder, but Kane, very resourceful, cuts the ladder. Um, Brayden then has to go use the stairs to get up to the roof. Um, and Kane's hiding around up there. Um, and he does manage to evade the silver mask ninja at this point, Chad, because yeah, you know, he's, you know a, what? he's, he's using his small size to his advantage. He really does. And it's impressive. You know, I, I remember when I was younger, I used to always, uh, I saw the Friday, the 13th films at a very young age, way yeah. too young. Yes. And it, you, you know, it used to scare me. So I would always think about things like that. Like, what would I do? if Jason Voorhees came to kill me. And I was always like, I'd just go into a field and stand in the middle of a field. And if he started walking toward me, I'd go the other way. You know, you, you, you've been so smart your whole life. He's not going to catch me. And then, uh, but would he go after you? You're a kid. Yeah. He would, I think he'd kill anybody, but, uh, you know, he didn't kill those kids in part six. He didn't kill him. I don't remember that shit. Are you serious? But, but that was my that was my that was my plan. You know what? Shit. I had another I had another secret. On that hear movie this. shit. Yeah, go ahead. This is a. I'll be very fast. Um, 
take your time at night. You know, when, when you're, when you're, when ninjas go to school yeah. at night, when all the ninjas are in their classes and you're scared as a kid and you think that Jason Voorhees is going to come in and kill you. Um, I would put my hands underneath my pillow. (laughs) No. Okay. And I, I, I had designed or I, I had imagined my pillow as in three sections, the left, the right, and the center. And I'd say, I'm going to put my place, my hands under my pillow in two different areas. And then Jason, the imaginary Jason in my mind will choose one of those areas. And if he chooses the same area, he will murder me tonight. But because this was all happening in my mind, he never chose the same area as I did. So every night I went to bed safe and sound. Fascinating. It worked. I'm happy for you. What was I talking about? Coping skills. Um, so the beat to shit show now finally makes it back to his place. Battle damage Shokasugi. Yeah. Action figure right there. Variant. Yeah. Um, he sees his dead mom. Takes the Kathy pantsless figure. Takes the family necklace. It's his now. His it's his to pass down to Kane one day. An emotional moment for for show. Um, cops show up because again that's what happens when people die or are murdered. Uh, Lieutenant Dime like hey we we got a missing persons on Kane. We'll, we'll find him. You know trying to comfort him in some way. Uh, we go back to Braden's place and. <laughs> This is what you were talking about earlier, Chris. Uh, Kathy just was too tempting yeah. for, the, for the good professor. Yeah, uh, things get a little rapey over at Braden's <laughs> penthouse. And, you know, you would think that if there's one way to draw the ire of your boss, who you know is a deadly ninja, you'd probably not want to try to sexually assault his girlfriend. And uh, that's exactly what happens. And Professor Toru Tanaka does not last much longer but because that's when his boss returns early, right in the middle of the though, act. Earlier when he's like, if she gets out of line, you know what to do. I don't think he you meant don't think he that. Meant rape. You just thought he meant killer. He's not Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. So he'd be cool with him killing her, but not uh, getting some pleasure. Well, I mean, obviously not because he decides to kill him and then... <laughs> utilize his ninja hypnosis to make her yeah. do his bidding. I didn't know. Has, has there ever been another ninja movie where they use hypnosis? Oh, I guarantee there is. And you know what? Braden's got that creepy ass mask. So it probably, yeah. and you know what? I think that, I think part of the reason why he even kills to, uh, professor Toru Tanaka, uh, Dr. Tanaka, uh, <laughs> is because he's pissed off. You know, Kane yeah, got away. That's true too. I think that he's, he's kind of heated. And then yeah. when he sees Kathy uh, nearly getting and he, Yeah, he needs her. Raped. That's the other. He needs her. He doesn't need he does. sumo servant. No. Which, you know what? The the guy that... The other guy that is his, like, uh, henchman. Yes. The second henchman? Like, the replacement henchman? He's so bad. He's the worst. Like, he, what, he like, like what did a, he do? Like, put out a classified ad? And he have like, an answer whenever like, he killed him in the other room. He has, like, sweatpants on, and he just looks like a slob. <laughs> he, he looks like the worst henchman alive. <laughs> He's like the indie version of Toru Tanaka. <laughs> He's Chief had two tomahawks. Yeah. I felt like we were cheated here, because Braden had the worst henchman. What happened villain. to Chief, too? He just kind of... He disappears after that scene. He didn't die, did he? No. 
No, because the, the next time we see any of the mob people getting it, it's when they're in the high rise and right. it's just and, all and the mob goons. nowhere to be. He's he's took the day rest of the day off. <laughs> Maybe he had reservations. Maybe. Oh, oh. <laughs> hey, oh how are you? Okay. Um, so that was my favorite. <laughs> so here we go. Oh, where am I? Oh yeah. Hypnosis. So yeah, he uses a hypnosis to say, Kathy, you need to bring me Kane. All right. So now Dave. I would have used it for something else. I'm sure you would have. Dave Fine Show. Yeah, he should have used that instead of being forcing himself on her earlier. He could have just made it easier. <laughs> Give me your best below dart. Okay. Get Dave finds show and he says, Hey, there's some ex cons. They might know who took those dolls and where they're at. And of course they find these guys all hanging out at a playground. Because why wouldn't they be there? And this hot moms there. You okay? So we (laughs) this leads to the big playground fight. Uh, Steve Lambert, the stunt coordinator, uh, is the cowboy in this scene. R.I.P. With the best fake mustache, the side of of Sweetboy Camp. That gets a thing, and and we should also point out that Lambert was the Silver Mask Ninja. Arthur Roberts (laughs) did not know how to do ninja shit. So that continues the tradition that Franco Nero started of let's cast somebody as a ninja who has zero ninja abilities, but you put a mask on them and it could be anybody. Right. Um, so yeah, Steve Lambert is the uh, cowboy. We also get a shuriken belt buckle, which is pretty sweet. I, I do know there's one Facebook group that somebody was selling those shuriken belt buckles. And I was, Almost tempted to get him for the entire staff of uh, Bulletproof Action. Now um, I'm kind of... Christmas is coming. Him. Christmas is coming. Well, Unlike Professor Toru Tanaka. <laughs> right. Yeah, take that. Um, now, Kane at this point has made his way back home because he's a kid. What You know, he doesn't know what... He's lucky he got away, but he's going to come home. That's That's where he knows to go. And that's where he finds Kathy just hanging out, practicing, this time with pants on. Um, and we, we get a, a, a quite the scene, this, a scene that Chad Cruz apparently had to turn the volume down on. Take us through it, Chad. Yeah. Uh, Kathy is practicing her, her, uh, a very specific striking form when, when Kane shows up and, um, she tries to stop Kane or try to grab Kane and he ain't playing them games. He is not a victim. Uh, we've already seen him beat the shit out of like five, ten, ten year olds, nine year olds, and he's not six year olds. Six year olds. I felt like the bullies were a little bit older. Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, that's how they're riding a bike. Do six year olds ride bikes? <laughs> Some do, but uh, I mean, my eight year old has no interest in riding his. Really, my kids, my kids love their bikes. Um, uh, Seems like they want to get away from. Go on. That's very possible. So, <laughs> so Kane has no, he's not worried about beating the shit out of a woman. He's not afraid to do it either. So he starts fighting her. Weapons are involved. He kicks her a lot. He punches her a lot. Uh, there's a lot of questions as to how long has she been training with show with Cho? Uh, shouldn't she be able to beat a six year old up? Um, but in the end, um, she's able to, to kind of gather him up. Well, that's because he shows more. He could have killed her. That ninja he blood is he's running got the through little... his veins. He's six, okay? He's still a ninja. 
He probably should have just stabbed her. A six-year-old ninja, I would no doubt, could kill me right now. I believe that for sure. Yeah. I believe it, too. What am I going to do about it? Just die. That's all. Um. So, yeah, she gets him, though, because he shows mercy. Um, so she does as she's told. But then when she gets him to braid, and she's like, you don't, you don't have to hurt him. And she gets knocked around for her trouble. Um, Brayden then calls Kafano and it's like, all right, I'm coming to get you now, you son of a bitch. Uh, so Kafano's guys are preparing for war in their high rise. Um, Cho and Dave get back to the gallery and Kathy gets, gets on that damn phone again. Imagine if she had a cell phone, how much even easier it would be for her to just call all these people. No, dude, she would have been on Pinterest and Instagram. <laughs> Snapchat. She would yeah, have been sending it. Instagrams. How many likes would pantsless Kathy photos pantsless, get? Pantsless, dude. She would have a TikTok. No, she. Yeah, she would. He's gonna make that page right after we get done recording. We're gonna find at pantsless Kathy <laughs> sending friend requests, and she's gonna have like three pictures and it's whatever stills from the photo uh, from and the yeah, movie that he can find. First three that Chad found on Google, what no matter what the quality was. Yes. Um. <laughs> Because that's how he <laughs> operates. Yes. Uh, so yeah. She, oh yeah. Tell she calls. Brayden's a ninja. He's got Kane. What? Oh, he is my friend. Uh, no, fuck you. He's not. Um, and now he's, he's going not. after Cafano. Um, Brayden walks in. So that phone conversation is cut short. And then he has his rent a thug or whatever wherever he got this guy from the temp agency taco bell <laughs> professor tofu tanaka <laughs> he's he's there uh yeah take care of them so he's torturing kathy in a hot tub poor little canes in the sauna with his hands tied um what, what's know. funny is Toru like take care of her. He's like, ha ah, raper. Right. And this guy's like, take care of her. He's like, ha ah, spray her with a hose. Yeah. Not his hose. <laughs> and I, I, I do wonder if it was, uh, you know, the, the stunt coordinator or Arthur Roberts in the guise when he's like, you know, Kathy, you let me down. Like the way he's pointing at her, he looks like a teacher who's like scolding a child after school. <laughs> yeah. The, you know, you shouldn't have done what you did, Kathy. I'm very disappointed in David you. It's like... <laughs> so, yeah, we get uh, we get this, and yeah, so Braden's like, yeah, she's got to go. Kane's got to go. Joe's got to go. Everybody got has to die. Tracy Smothers style. Um, so Dave now is like, okay, when he's like, he finds out what? What did you find out? It's Braden. Oh, well, we got to call Lieutenant Dime. No, no cops. Because only a ninja can stop a ninja. Mm -hmm. Greatest line in the movie, and one that I've used so many times in my everyday life. This time, it's personal. You better believe it. And this is where we get the revenge of the ninja. Yes. Uh, so Cho hits like this button gimmick, and this hidden ninja chest comes out, and that awesome music starts up. Oh, I love it. That music is the best. And it just one of the most build, motivational pieces build. of music in any film ever. Absolutely. Just build. And yeah, so Joe prepares for battle. He takes that, busts that seal. Like you said, Chad, they made a, they made a point of it. So it's an even bigger deal when it happens. Uh, and now it's time for getting ready for our final showdown. We get the, 
the zip line from building to building, which is crazy ass one of Steve Lambert's bigger stunts that he ever did. Just awesome. You know, that's old school stunt work, Chad Cruz. It's no, great. No it's CGI, great no no yeah. nets, no air mattresses under there's nothing. Just, he just did it. He just I've always said Steve it. Lambert's one of my favorites of all time. I'm sure you yes, you did. Uh rest in peace. Um so yeah, he zip lines, shows shows up and he has the things you talked about earlier, Chad, the little claw gimmicks on his hands and feet. So he's just gonna climb the side of the building to at a certain point. I don't know when where he'll decide to get it. Maybe the window that Graydon went through. He passed a lot of windows. He did. He 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 was making his way. He didn't go all the way up, but he, he was up there. Um inside Cafano is busting out. He's got the heavy artillery. He's ready. He's like ready for war. Um good buddy Dave, he's a real friend, Chris. He's not gonna let Cho do this all on his own. Even though Cho Oh, he decides to show up no and just starts uh fighting his way in and the the one guy he's like, We don't need you here, we don't need you here, and he just starts throwing kicks and punches. <laughs> it's Kaifano's guys are just the worst. Yeah, I bet you if Chief was out there, that wouldn't have happened. Seriously, where's Chief and the rest of that crew that was fighting? Like, the, they were like, we we brought you guys in to steal these dolls, and then you, you can go home. They might have the Chad Crew schedule, like three days on, three days off. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good schedule to have, especially when you're, uh, you know, you're working with the mob. Right, and you're jumping out of two-story windows with a wooden crate. Imagine Chief in this scene here, and... And uh, Dave shows up. Yeah, hey, what a stupid name, Dave, right? <laughs> All our listeners named Dave, turn it off. Right. <laughs> it had Chief versus Dave on the outside of the penthouse yeah, while the ninjas made their way through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've already seen Chief be a badass, right? Now we could have seen him with like a... And yeah. could have fucking pulled his shirt off and had like war paint on. Uh, yeah, maybe a loincloth. Pop that shirt off, drop the loincloth down. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it could have been. Right. I mean, I, I can understand the pantsless Kathy, but you've you've just this has taken a turn, Chad Cruz. You said it, Chris. You wanted Sam wanted equal representation. So you had a pantsless oh, woman. All right, yeah, so that's he, true. we needed a pantsless man. I think so. it's an intimidation thing, right? You know, if right. I if you're like trying to fight me and I rip my clothes off, <laughs> I mean Come at me, bro. After after the laughter, come yeah. after him. Right now, you have to feel what? what's going on down there. Uh, no, you don't. No, um, I'm going to make you feel it. I'm I'm feeling <laughs> uncomfortable. All, All right, right, so Toro Tanaka is not the only one getting rapey tonight. <laughs> Jesus, Chad Cruz is back. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, it would have been good. Like Dave could have taken out like one of the big, like he could have yeah. taken out the one chief. of the big bads. Yeah. And at least he wouldn't have been such a jobber, uh, as as we will see here momentarily. So uh, that's going on. We meanwhile, smart Kane. Now I'll tell you what Kane is reminding me at this point. What is that kid's name in uh, Kane? No, remember in um, Maximum Overdrive. Remember that yeah. kid? He was yeah. like the smartest one out of the, all of them. Right, blonde haired kid. I can't remember his name. But yeah, he was good. And that's what Kane's reminding me of here. He uses the hot coals to burn through his ropes. He then gets out of the sauna. There's some nunchaku involved because we haven't had much of that in a ninja movie. So I'm glad they worked that in. He takes out that worthless piece of shit guy. 
um, frees Kathy, who now once again gets on that damn telephone. This woman is obsessed with the phone, Women, but this dude. time she is in a wet t-shirt. <laughs> yes, she is. Kane's just standing there. Eye level. And her tits are hanging out. Eye level to yeah. me. And, and you can, I'll give you a spoiler because it's all Revenge of the Ninja today on the site. I have a, a 20 reasons why you rock Revenge of the Ninja. And t- I have this in there. I believe this is the moment that Kane Kasugi said, I am going to go into acting for the rest of my life. <laughs> As he I mean, just I... found himself eye to eye. Well, you know, so maybe not eye to eye, but yeah, Areola. <laughs> I had, I had the movie turned down already volume wise, but then yeah. I paused it because I wanted to get a look at those warlocks. You paused it. Okay. Did you watch it? In and a lot of people are pausing HD? this podcast right now, wondering if they can make it through the rest. We're almost done. Everybody I was on uh, Tubi. Tubi had Tubi had it. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I, I popped out the Blu-ray. Oh, whoop de doo. <laughs> That's right, son of a bitch. Um, Brayden does get to Cafano, takes him out. Um, when he leaves there, that's when he crosses path with Dave, who has made his way inside. Uh, and we get a little bit of Dave and Brayden, uh, but it's not much. And Dave ends up dead. Joe shows up as he's dying, and Brayden ends up on the roof. And what a place to have a! I mean, I, I would think rooftop finales are up there with like uh, final fights in the rain, Chad Cruz. Yeah, yeah. If you could do a rooftop finale in the rain, oh, you're you're, I mean, you're double shit. dipping right there. That's big time. But this one, yeah, this is a great finale. I mean, it's it's two uh, masterful martial artists going at it. You know, Steve Lambert in the in the Silver Mask gimmick, and then Shokasugi. And, I mean, they're using all these different weapons. And, they're, they're like I said earlier, about the mysticism and the magic, you know, the whole magic shit about the about the ninjas. It's, it's just, like, so cool. And the fight is unlike fights in other movies featuring martial artists. You're not just getting mm-hmm. punches and kicks. Um, you're just getting so much more. And, and uh, yeah, it's like a fun fight. And it seems like it goes on for a long time. Yeah, you know, they gave it this, some time. This movie is a series of fights with a little yeah. bit of this sprinkled in and that. Rape, well, that was the that was the canon formula. Here, I think it was here. every ten minutes there needed to be some action yeah. going on. It was yeah, was they don't mess around. And you we know, get a lot you, of fighting in the penthouse too, leading up to it. I mean, right. we get a yes. lot of the oh, mob yeah. goons getting taken out by both ninjas. Getting, they're all like, over the place, getting their shit in. Spikes in their arms face. getting cut off. Guys going face first into spikes. And they ninja people, you know, we talk about ninjaing people. They're like, they're not, they don't just run into a building and start, you know, killing people with swords. That's not what ninjas do. They sneak in, they climb up walls, they zip line in, they fucking come around the corner and slice a dude's throat. You know, they don't fight in a conventional way, which, you know, the mobsters are all standing out like goons right. in the fucking uh courtyard and the guy's like okay you stand over there okay you uh you go six feet that way and stand there <laughs> and all those guys died you know it was pretty sad well, they've never dealt with ninja before exactly and that's what's so special about this and then it you know as the final fight's about to happen the two ninjas square off and what do they do they they take their moment to do their little fucking 
ceremony. Uh, yeah. Ugh, like they do their their thing, whatever that's called. Ugh. Yeah, they Ugh. do that. And I do we, that. We get a volleyball court sword fight. Um, you know, Braden has left some of his best tricks for this uh this finale. Has quite uh, the number of things up his sleeve, including a flamethrower. Flamethrower, a fake arm. The fake arm, yeah, in the hot tub. Something special. The fake arm is special. Yeah, I've never seen that in anything else. And where was he carrying the fake arm? He didn't have like a ninja backpack on. Keistered. <laughs> oh. Maybe it came in pieces in his bag and he <laughs> assembled it. Prison wallet. All right. Uh, Brayden does, of course. Uh, sport. And you know what I love about it is you see the buildings behind him, the rest of the skyline. You see the, the mountains in the distance. It, it just looks awesome. It looks epic. It looks huge. And Especially, I believe this was supposed to be filmed in L.A., but it was actually filmed in like Salt Lake City or Salt somewhere. Salt Lake City, correct. Yeah. They gave him a bunch of tax breaks. Hell yeah. And, uh, yeah. So... And they made use. It looked beautiful. It looked perfect. And uh, epic fight has to end with an epic death. And I think we got that with this movie. With the uh, silver mask ninja getting split down the middle yeah. by Cho. That's yeah. that's a pretty definitive death. He's not coming back for the third one. Of course, neither is Cho really, but <laughs> he does at the same time. So. Yeah. It's a, a ninja in name only for that third. It's a it's a trilogy like none other. Um, Kathy and Kane do show up uh, as as this fight ends, and we get the happy father and son reunion, and the end credits roll, and that is Revenge of the Ninja. Chris, I know this is your all time favorite ninja movie. It is. Final thoughts. Uh, this was not only my all-time favorite ninja movie, uh, I've said it before on the site, this was the first R-rated movie I ever saw when I was four years old. And uh, to further my uh, joke about cloning myself, this was the first R-rated movie that my son saw, also when he was four. Uh, and this is still a favorite of his to this day. But this is a movie that, uh, you know, when we do these podcasts, usually I'll re-watch something just to kind of get it fresh in my head might be a while since i've seen it or even if it's only been you know within a couple of months but this is a movie that i could talk about ad nauseum for 24 hours straight and never get bored and uh photographic recollection of everything it's just it's a canon classic it's a ninja classic it's a sentimental favorite i mean this movie delivers on uh in a lot of ways for me and uh, i love it and i'm glad i get a chance to talk about it chad cruz fantastic movie uh Obviously, it should have been number one, and it was. So that makes me feel good to know that our our, our fans and our uh, contributors know what they're talking about. Because this is just like, if it's not your favorite ninja movie of all time, you probably just haven't seen it in a while. Um, I haven't, I hadn't actually seen it in some time, so uh, it was great for a rewatch. Yeah, I mean, you just get so many great things in this. Show Kasugi is so awesome. I mean, he's not going to like win an Oscar or anything. But he's playing a ninja, so who gives a shit? Uh, there's tons of awesome fights. Um, yeah, I mean, what what more can you say? It's there's there are ninjas. They do ninja things, and there's lots of revenge. So yeah. that's perfect. It's as advertised for sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this was a first R-rated movie. It definitely has to be one of the first canon movies I saw. 
it's either this break in two or missing in action. I can't pinpoint exactly which was, but they all sort of came around at the same time for me. I mean, I can't be mad at you for any of those. Right. I mean, they're, they're all wonderful films. Um, and uh, two of them directed by Mr. Furstenberg. Uh, so yeah, just a great, great movie. One of Canon's best. Again, I like you, Chad. I'm glad this one was number one. It did not surprise me when it was number one, when we did the Ninja countdown. Um, I probably would have been offended if it was not. Um, it's just wonderful. And uh, glad we got, you know, I'll talk about a Canon movie every time if we, if you let me. Um, so I'm glad we got to talk about it here on the bulletproof podcast uh but now i think it's time to wrap things up but before we go we've mentioned it a few times here already but what's going on chris over at figures toy company is there an apache Uh, chief sale yeah well you know we do have a super friend sale going on right now where you can get 12 of the super friends retro figures for 149.99 so uh, a big discount uh, and that's not just on older stock, but it also includes some of the newer figures like Hawkman, which just came out earlier this year. Um, you've probably seen that we've released a special edition of uh, the Midnight Express with Jim Cornette uh, exclusively through JimCornette.com. Uh, it's the first time that Dennis Condry has ever had an action figure. Uh, it's the first time that all three members have been with Jim Cornette in any type of packaging. Uh, it is a limited edition, but we will have variants of all three members on our own website uh, in the months to come, uh, along with a variant Stan Lane in Heavenly Bodies attire mm. to match the Dr. Tom Pritchard that's currently in stock. So you oh. could have a pair of the original Heavenly Bodies. Uh, plenty of new stuff coming down the pike, uh, not just wrestling, also to do with our other licenses. Uh, the Three Stooges, we've got Curly Joe Dorita and Joe Besser coming out, along with the We Want Our Mummy set, which features another one of their famous co-stars, uh, that being the goon that was dressed as a mummy in that episode. So stay tuned to figurestoycompany.com. Uh, it's at figurestoyco on Twitter, Figures Toy Company on Facebook and Instagram, and see for yourself everything that we've got and everything that we've got coming up. All right, thank you. And yeah, the holidays are not too far off, so... Definitely, if you are an action figure enthusiast or no one, check them out. Uh, and while you're, we're talking social media, of course, at Bulletproof Pod on Twitter, at Bulletproof Action on Facebook, Instagram, and Threads. And I did want to throw out a plug to our friend Jonathan London uh, on his Geekscape podcast. He interviewed Mr. Michael Jai White about Outlaw Johnny Black and more. So if uh, that's of interest to you, you might want to check it out. I'm sure it is. Because we love Michael Jai White here on this show, Chad Cruz. We do indeed. Coming up on BulletproofAction.com later this month, The Expendables 4 will be out here soon. I'll be uh, checking that one out. Chris, I know there's another new movie that you're excited to check out. In a uh, long-running franchise. That's right. Uh, the latest in the Sniper franchise. Uh, we were just talking about Sniper when I did the anniversary post about some of the uh, famous action films that were celebrating 30 years this year. Uh, Sniper, the first one, came out in January of 93, and we're going to be ending 2023 with the latest installment uh, featuring friend of the site, Chad Michael Collins, uh, the return of Dennis Haysbert to the franchise. Uh, it's looking pretty good. I'm interested in checking it out. Sniper, G-R-I-T, Grit. Uh, it's coming out at the end of this month, so look out for that. Yeah, we will have that. Also, The Continental uh, will debut on Peacock. I believe it's a three-parter. 
that's from the world of John Wick. So that's something of interest as well. I believe Ryan Campbell will be covering that for us. He's very excited about it. I'm going to check it out too, because I'm a, a big John Wick mark. Uh, Chad Cruz, anything you want to talk about before we wrap things up? Uh, you know, thanks a lot for, for tuning into the episode. I think it's going to be a, a fun rest of the year because, you know, there's some things that we have in store that are planned. And then there's also some, some, some moments that might just come off the cuff and we don't know what we're going to do, which sometimes makes it much more fun. Uh, but as, as always, we, we love to, to hear suggestions from our fans, from our listeners, and we love having guests on. So if you enjoyed the toy man, let us know. And, uh, you know, keep on clicking. Absolutely. Could not agree more. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. And as always, stay tuned for more of the Bulletproof Pop. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.